What's up, guys? This is CJ Finley with the Thrive on Life podcast. I started a brand called Thrive on Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. So if you have a new idea, business, or project that you're working on and you're feeling a little bit stuck, I'd love to help you or connect you with somebody that can. Today, it's Saturday. It's the first full week of the corona crisis and being in seclusion. I'm kind of breaking the rules right now, but staying within the lines of less than 10 people. And today, I'd like to welcome Mr. Matt Delgado and Mr. Dr. Scott Mitchell. I didn't say doctor in front of Matt, so I'm sorry for that. (laughs) (laughs) Worked hard for that. They're the two partners of LifeSpring Chiropractic. And I say partners because before this, we were kind of questioning (laughs) whether they were straight or together. So can you guys answer that question for me? Because I know there's a lot of people out there that might have done this to you before. CJ's wife, Erin's in the background laughing here. Yeah, rightfully so. We're business partners is where we say that. Uh, We were friends though before uh, linking up to work together. So we hang out together. People see us in the community together. And with anyone, if you spend enough time with a person or a friend, you'll get asked certain questions. So that's one of them that's come about. Yeah. And you start, uh, I guess, having the same mannerisms, like when you start, cause they're both sitting here kind of like same height. If you see them on the video <laughs> right now, like no, but how did you guys actually meet? Uh, we met in Tinder. Car- yeah, not no. <laughs> so we met at Life West, which is the chiropractic school that we went to. Uh, Matt was about two years ahead of me. Uh, so he was about to graduate and I was like just entering. And, and where's the, this at? This is in California. Okay. So I'm from Boston. He's from Seattle. Uh, we met out there. And uh, one of the cool things with the chiropractic school that we went to was it's really community based where everyone's always trying to help each other. It's not really competitive in that aspect. So with him about to graduate, me just entering, he uh, started this group to help teach how to basically be a chiropractor, both with adjusting and communicating. And I was part of that group. And we met, and I remember, I don't know if you remember, I know you remember, actually. I remember now, you don't let me forget. I don't, I don't let you forget <laughs> that after the very first day, it was like two hours on like a Monday or Tuesday night, and we finished up as a group of like eight of us learning how to adjust, communicate, and afterwards, everyone's packing up their stuff, and I just went up to them like, hey, you know, I appreciate everything you did, this was awesome, uh, just to let you know though, I'm going to be better than you. <laughs> and he's just like, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I remember that, and that's when I knew too at the time, like, okay, there's this kid's going to be special and you know you can't really tell it at that point when you're mentoring a group of students that are in their first year of school but mindset I think too was the biggest differentiator for him so I remembered that just our mindset of certain people or work ethic too you're never going to outwork him and you're never outthink him in that aspect so uh, I guess I'll so how many people are like in this you're talking about mentoring and I guess you were a mentee, like how many people are in that group and what is that, what did that relationship look like when you were at the school? So what give for the audience kind of like paint a picture of what that actually looked like? I I think it was about 12 of his classmates and I was living with two or three, I guess all of them for your Peers. So, yeah, you were living with uh, all four of them. Yeah, so I was living with four, and Scott was one of their friends and in their class. So the kind of I guess rite of passage for the school turning out good chiropractors was the work ethic at our school was so different. So people would find an upper quarter student that was about to graduate, and they'd get mentored by them when they're just starting out to 
get more information that the school wasn't teaching. Like teach us the more practical things, mm -hmm. teach us how to adjust or people that don't know what adjust is, it's just uh, the technique, teach us technique of chiropractic so we can get hands on straight away in the beginning and teach us some of the things we can learn to communicate now so that we're not having to wait until that point of graduation. So what a gold mine to have as a reference. I was mentored by my roommates when I first got into school and then to pass the baton forward, I was asked to be a mentor by his peers and I said, yeah, hell yeah, absolutely. So we started that group and I think it lasted three quarters probably. Yeah, about three quarters. Yeah. yeah so pretty much a whole year that I got to know Scott through that group of 12 people. And we'd meet at my house. It was easy. It was already there. They'd set up their tables. I'd guide them through. I'd bring in some of my friends to help uh, with maybe, you know, some of us were geared toward more sports or extremities like myself. Some were geared more toward uh, pediatrics or pregnancy. And I'd bring in them also to help guide the group. So it was good experience for me at just to learn how to communicate what it is that I'm doing and even the experience of teaching. That was my first real experience of, of teaching. Before I even met you, I didn't even really understand what chiropractic is mm -hmm. or what does it do for the individual and how someone even gets to a place in their life of needing chiropractic. And I know what it's like to be on the consumer end and the customer and client end, but when you guys are getting into chiropractic school, like how does one even go about becoming a chiropractor? What school did you guys go to beforehand and what degrees you have before becoming a chiropractor? For each of you, when did that kind of become an idea of, I want to become a chiropractor and how did you figure out what a chiropractor even was before you got to that point? So his story is a little bit more traditional of yeah, what you hear. I was just going to say the same thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a lot more traditional. Mine is very strange. With Matt, I mean, you can go into more detail, but pretty much he got adjusted by his uncle. And that's usually what happens is people get one really great experience and like, okay, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. Me, it was kind of the opposite. It was, I went to school up at um, University of New England studying medical biology because I knew I wanted to be a doctor. I just didn't know what kind. And the way I found out what kind of doctor I wanted to be was by finding out all the different types of doctors I didn't want to be. Um, so I learned- That's a, very good advice. Oh man. For life in general. Oh, for life. <laughs> I, I, um, and I was shadowing all these different doctors, podiatrist, naturopath, dentist. I was working as a dental assistant, all these different things. And that's when I realized, like, I don't want to do any of these things. So I went on YouTube and Google and started doing my own research and discovered chiropractic. And that's one of the reasons, sidebar, that's one of the reasons why we're so heavily involved in social media is because if it wasn't for social media, I wouldn't be where I am today. I would be a dentist, which I don't, nothing against dentistry, but not me. And literally, I just watched these YouTube videos and saw the impact that chiropractic has on people. And I was like, okay, this might be what I want to do. Flew out to California, visited the school out there just because I had some family in California too. So I got to visit them. I figured it was a twofer. And I felt the energy, felt the passion, saw the results, saw how happy people were. I was like, all right, I'm going to be a chiropractor, even though I've never been adjusted before. Applied, got accepted, flew out there and like stayed out there. And then literally started getting adjusted when I moved out there and started learning about chiropractic brand spanking new. That's so you just story. jumped into the deep end, jumped it sounds in, like. Jumped in, man. It was crazy. Like... I, I don't know where I got it from. I'm very fortunate. I think I got it from my parents where I'm really good at listening to my gut. And that's one of the reasons what brought me here too. And that's a whole other story in itself that we'll definitely dive into. But if it wasn't for listening to my gut and learning a lot about what I didn't want to do, 
I wouldn't be here today. It's crazy. And you're probably that 1% I'd say in chiropractic school. So for me, I was more in that, like almost everyone has the same story. Yeah. Almost everyone has the same story. And I think in a nutshell, it was, well, chiropractic changed my life. So I wanted to become one. For me, I was similar to Scott in the sense where I, I knew I wanted to do something in the medical profession. And I knew I wanted to be a doctor from a kid. I always shared having wanted to be a doctor and just serving others, I guess, is what brought me to wanting to do that. And same, I've flirted with dentistry. I thought for a while I wanted to be a dentist. And then I did research on uh, a lot of different types of doctors. I actually went to a health magnet high school for a little bit, which is essentially, it's producing a lot of the medical profession. There's uh, magnet schools, you get your feet wet in the industry. You actually have a requirement to shadow different professions and you get even like a nursing degree in school. I didn't finish out that school, Hmm. uh, but again, I was looking at all these things and some of the things that I think everyone's searching and maybe people in other professions can relate to this, looking for how much money do they make? uh, What hours do they work? All these things on paper that we might check off like, oh, that sounds good. Okay, this one doesn't sound good. But how the fuck do you know? So- what does it even feel like? Exactly. Like that's the thing. Yes. Like what does the day in the life feel like? And no one teaches you that question. What 100%. is it going to feel like when you're like in that that dental hygienist? And that's the the beautiful thing that you did. And when I realized I was an entrepreneur, when I look back, I was like, oh shit, it was right in front of me. I was doing seventy different jobs all at one time, all the time. But I just didn't even know that this existed. Mm-hmm. Now on the flip side, most people don't do that. But to get to the career that you really want, you should probably do what Scott did if you don't know what you, because you didn't know what mm-hmm. you want mm-hmm. and try something and keep trying things until you figure out like, that's not for me. But then on the other side, what you did, Matt, was you found something you're super passionate about. And then instead of trying to check boxes, for me, I've seen you grow from when you first got here in Austin to you're just so passionate about it and enthusiastic losing is not an option. Like winning, it just happens because you're so passionate about it. What instilled that in you? So how did you get over the fear? Because I think there's a lot of fear for the listeners out there, college students of going away from that checkbox. Like Mm -hmm. how did you break through that and just say, you know what? I don't care about that. I'm going to go all in on something that I'm passionate about. I was, I think, fortunate enough to grow up in a little bit of hardship. And that's something that I actually just reconnected with a friend about when I was in San Francisco. Uh, My good friend, Joe Jaime, he's a chiropractor in San Francisco. If you're there, look him up. He's awesome. (laughs) But Joe and I were talking and similar things in, in that the hardship was there. And I think when that hardship, and everyone has it, but when it's there and more present, there's a fire inside that no one can take from you and no one can ever take that from me. And that little bit of a chip that's on my shoulder, I had no idea how profound that would be until I needed to be in a place where I had to provide for myself. And then I realized, wow, like no one can take this from me. And when you are so passionate about something and you do have that fire inside, there's no stopping you, like what you said. And it was just finding the right combination of things and finding the right help and influence. You were a big part of my journey and influence, probably something we'll get into here as we go. But in the beginning, when I moved to Austin, it was just finding the right little pieces the framework, you know, it was there, but finding how it all kind of fit together and staying in my lane doing it. And then bringing in people that also believe in the same thing and teaming up with uh, like-minded people. That's been huge. 
and that hits on such a good point in no matter what business you're in or even in life. It's funny, you you were talking to a guy asking that question. I asked one of my mentors the same thing. It was just like, what did you even see in me? Like, why why am I even sitting here right now? And he said, he looks for two things in people. It's trauma. Have you been through something and then like conquered it? Because you're just not going to stop. You have a chip mm-hmm. on your shoulder and you don't accept losing. Like there's just not, it's just not in your, in your brain. And then also like team building, can you surround yourself with other people that are like-minded and you can build things together? And that's cool because obviously you have Scott now, and I'm sure your team is going to grow in the future because you're surrounding yourself with these like-minded people. But I'd love to, before we go into the more business minded conversation, I'd love to ask you, Scott, for the listeners out there, because you talked about trusting your gut. And I think that's something that all three of us are pretty good at Mm -hmm. um, and in tune with. But from your perspective, somebody out there right now, sitting at a job they might not like or sitting in classes they might not feel are important to them and they might want another path or they're content at their job right now, but they want a little bit more outside of work. What would your advice be to them to maybe listen to their gut a little bit more and how does somebody go about doing that? It really just comes down to, you know, sitting alone with no stimulus, not looking at your phone, not even listening to music, just trying to just get away from everything and just be more in tune with your body. And that's what I did. And that's what I've been doing pretty much my whole life. That along with daily affirmations. So one of my favorite affirmations, it's my number three affirmation, is that my perception and discipline make success inevitable. So perception comes from, you know, just literally just sitting there and just thinking about what do I want to do with my life? How can I actually make it happen? Reaching for the stars, but also like making a plan to see like how you could actually do that. And then the discipline to actually be able to accomplish that. I'm very fortunate that I've been able to just really listen to that gut feeling and know that failure is not an option. Like this is like what you were saying before. I know I'm going to succeed. Uh, I'm more scared of success than I am of failure. Um, because I know that once I succeed, like there's really no going back. You've succeeded and you're going to keep And there's more things forward. that you're going to be like trying to hit. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's <laughs> never ending. We're not scared of failure at all. We actually encourage failure because we know that the failure is actually going to just bring us that much closer to the success. Um, you Your bar that? gets raised. Oh, every yeah. single time, every single time. So <laughs> it also sounds out just having the balls to do it, you know? We'll never forget when Matt called me, I was still, I had, you know, a couple months left of chiropractic school. And he gives me a call saying, yo, Scott, I'm down in Texas. You need to come down here. I got, you know, I'm renting space from this other chiropractor. I have a fold-up table. I have a curtained-off area, uh, not even a room, like nothing. He's like, you should come down here and, you know, let's do this together. Let's kick it, bro. And I remember exactly where I was when I called him, too. Exactly, like vividly the conversation. I was in Mm -hmm. a, I started the conversation. I was on the move in a Whole Foods in Dallas, out in the parking lot, and I was driving to a friend's house in Richardson, and I finished that conversation in the friend's driveway there in Richardson, and by the end of it, I was beaming cheek to cheek because I could feel that this guy believed enough. I, he, you know, he was talking about going to check out other places too, and I said, "Good, you should." I had some good offers, yep. man. So I encouraged him too to see those through and to find the right fit for him because I wanted him to feel like he was coming to it and it was his choice, not something he was like only accepting because it was only thing there. So uh, it was that mindset too of we're stronger together and before I start taking a salary 
that's higher than I am, I'm going to double down everything into my business and everything into this mission and this brand that I've already started the groundwork for here in Austin, but it could be so much bigger and we can see so much more of the community and have such a huge impact in numbers. So that's kind of just what ended up happening was that. I think one more thing to add to that too about um, listening to your gut is when we were on the phone chatting with each other and I got off the phone, I was just thinking to myself, you know, what can be disruptive and different? And I was like, what Matt and I could do together is extremely different than the rest of the chiropractors. It's such a different path. And it just seems like it's going to be more fun and just will benefit in the long run if it works out. So I literally turned down, you know, amazing offers at like really nice prestigious offices to learn the basic way of being a chiropractor versus coming down to Austin starting with zero because if I don't have patience, I'm not making money and just literally learning as we go. And man, the anxiety was insane the first couple months. I still remember talking to Matt about this. We had, we got lunch. I, I was, yep, I talking about it. <laughs> and I met you the very first Friendsgiving. That was when I was maybe two weeks in and yeah, you were going on and on about Instagram, social media. How do you do this? And I'm like processing. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't learn any of this in chiropractic school. I didn't learn any of this from my mentors. And I was like, this is exactly what I need though. Cause it's so different, but it's just crazy enough to work. And literally, I don't, I haven't, I don't think I told you this, but around that same time when I was living in Austin for about two weeks now, like what the hell am I doing here? I don't know what I'm doing. I got a phone call from one of my mentors and he said, would you like to be in charge of my chiropractic office up in Vermont? It's about a six figure salary. And I'm thinking there, I'm like, oh shit, I'm making $0 here. I don't know what I'm doing. Am I crazy enough to be doing this? And I turned him down to continue with this mission Why? here. My gut, I was just like, if I move to Vermont, that's not crazy enough. You How know, do you like me now? Yeah, <laughs> no, right? I was just like, if I moved to Vermont, I would have been you know, just doing the old school chiropractic thing, which there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's just not made for that's me. That's a story you want to tell. That's not a good story. That's such a boring yeah. story, man. A yeah. story we have now is... I need to learn how to write better with pictures and stuff. <laughs> Something that Scott said, I think, so far that was maybe a little gem that people might not have picked up on that's so relevant in any profession is having fun. And when you're having fun, you give people permission to do the same. And I think we lose a lot of that. And for me, one of the things that re-sparked that I think more than ever it's always been there but Tony Robbins and you probably yeah. could attest to that when I came back from that oh, it's four days of acting like a little kid and having fun and that's already how I act so when I go there and it amplifies True. and you're around 15,000 other people that are acting like a little kid and you're jumping around you start having even more fun and you give yourself permission to not care what anyone thinks and I think a lot of what holds us back anyways is caring what other people are going to think of us doing things so differently. And then you start having success doing it differently. And then they ask you, well, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> All the time. It's like You can see what we're doing. There's nothing hidden. We're showing what we're doing. What's you can, your script? What's yes. your script? So, <laughs> oh my God. This is giving me chills because... It's called you're doing mumbo jumbo. And the reason I say <laughs> I, I say mumbo jumbo because someone literally told me that's what I'm doing. Long story short, uh, my wife's mom was having a conversation with somebody who's in hedge funds and they were asking how we were doing. And he literally responded to her and said, it sounds like CJ is doing a bunch of mumbo jumbo. And Aaron asked me, 
does that affect you at all? Do you have any feelings towards somebody saying that? And I was like, no, because to him, I am doing mumbo jumbo. But this is the thing. He's doing mumbo jumbo compared to me. Like hedge mm-hmm. funds, like why would I want to work eight hours a week, never see my kids? Is the money worth that? Like, no, that's not the story I want to tell. And I don't hold any animosity towards him because to him like he has no clue what i do Mm -hmm. the only thing i ask of people is like i don't judge like if you want to work in an office 100 hours a week and you enjoy it cool that's not me though and i think that's what you guys represent is understanding that in your field it's even harder because in the healthcare profession it's everybody's eagle eye and everybody else and what they're doing and that's one thing that when I was in the corporate world that's what I disliked and I wanted to become an entrepreneur because you can literally do whatever you want half my job now is having cool conversations with some of the most badass people here in Austin mm-hmm. that is a dream come true to me that's like wow CJ you used to get yelled at in school for talking too much <laughs> and that's bad, right? Hand, hand mm-hmm, slap. Mm-hmm. But now I actually can get paid for what I'm actually naturally good at. Mm-hmm. So Scott, you said you wanted to be a doctor and then Matt, your uncle kind of changed your life through chiropractic. What got you obsessed with health? Because I think that's what you guys preach more than anybody else out there. I I'm super into analyzing every business and every person. It's just my personality of how they got to where they're at and where they're going. And one thing I've noticed about you guys is it's, and I told Matt to his face a couple years ago, we were talking about this before this, (laughs) nobody gives a fuck about chiropractic. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares. If you're listening to this right now, nobody cares about your job title. Like at the end of the day, that's your ego that associates some type of award or achievement with that title, but nobody cares what that is. They care how you make them feel. And Mm -hmm. you guys do a wonderful job of making people feel like their health matters. But where the hell did that start? Honestly, one of the big things was uh, my older brother is autistic. He's a year older than me and we grew up together. We shared a room up until like I left for college. And one of the big things that it taught me was how to communicate to people in different ways because I couldn't communicate to him in a, um, the same way I would with uh, someone that's non-autistic. How am I making him feel? How is he feeling about this or that? Basically, it just allowed me to learn how to make other people feel good. And I was like, okay, what can I do out there that will make people feel good? Oh, there's a limitless amount of things you can do to make people feel good. But just because I was so into health, I was like, okay, how can I take this health thing and cause people to feel good, not just physically, but also emotionally, spiritually, uh, intellectually teaching them. And as I learned more about chiropractic and I was going through chiropractic school, I was like, man, there's so much creativity here too, where it's not just A plus B equals C. Like if someone goes to no medical doctor, they have this disease, you give them this treatment and this should be the outcome. Whereas with us, it's like, man, every single person that comes in, has different issues going on, but they can be coming from so many different things that isn't just, you know, just sitting incorrectly or eating the wrong thing or not sleeping. There's so many different things that are involved. What can I do to not only adjust them, but also just make sure that they're more in tune with themselves and just in a happier place. And that's what really got me to love chiropractic was, yes, it's one thing to know the art and skill of actually delivering an adjustment and be able to do that correctly, but then to create an amazing experience and like, oh shit, yeah, I got adjusted, but like I had something about Dr. Scott or something about Dr. Matt just made me like- Because I don't know that as a client, I don't know 
the difference between what you're doing to my yeah. body, like on a real scale, like long term, maybe, but in that moment, I really care about the vibe that you're giving me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why every day has to be your best day. Even if you have shit going on, that is your best day. And similar to jump on what he's saying right there, that the first thing that really caught my eye about chiropractors when I started shadowing them was they're more energetic and they're more compassionate and they're better humans and they take care of their bodies better than any other doctor by far than I have ever seen out there. And I grew up on the West Coast, so maybe that was part of it too. Very health conscious place, but they were all so conscious of the world too and other people. And I fell in love with that. That's what lit my fire for the profession more than anything. And in this story that I was told through chiropractic that our body is smart and that our body can heal. We just need no interference. And then learning how chiropractic fit into that model, I said, this is incredible. This is amazing. I'm going to dedicate my life to this. And even today, I think one of the things that has separated me is I want to continue to share that message of health. CJ, you heard me say this from the week we met from my first three months here in Austin, that I want to share a just a pure message of health as a source that people can really trust, that there's no ulterior motive behind it. There's no money behind it. There's no paid anything behind it. It's just somebody we trust. So literally everything I've done from the start has been from a pure place that people can trust and that all of the ambassadorships or whatever that we've had reach out to us, 99% of them I've said no to. There's one that I've said yes to. I'm wearing it right here today in front of you. Hell but yeah. I, but I bought Blast one. Blast them. What is it? Biostrap. Biostrap. Hell yeah. But I bought I one rem- first. Yeah, but I remember. I, I bought one before I became an ambassador with them because, and mm-hmm. then believing in the product and I still buy them for friends. I don't get them for free for friends. I buy them for friends because I believe in them and I believe in their mission so much that I want to help them grow also because they're making the world a better place. Man, this is awesome to hear because it comes full circle of where I want to go with this conversation next. And that's how we even met. And for anybody that's listening, these guys are <laughs> are straight up telling the truth of what their answers are and they're super authentic. And I have the easiest story to tell to prove that. Dr. Matt moved to Austin and I think you had like 200 followers at the time. And followers don't mean yeah. shit to any of yeah. us, but he had just started his Instagram account Mm -hmm. and he moves to Austin and starts reaching out to local people to sit down with them and kind of get connected. And I still remember he reached out to me and was like, Hey, I'd love to buy you coffee. And in his mind, I'll let him tell the story, but in his mind, he was reaching out to me because he wanted to change my perception of health. And for me, that's exactly what I was looking for because with my disease and autoimmune problems, I've just been going to doctor after doctor. And usually most of them are overweight. Most of them don't take care of themselves. And they charge me two grand for a colonoscopy, a grand for an endoscopy, and then throw me probiotics. And that was it. They never told me any protocols to do outside of that little office that they were in. They didn't help me with what supplements I should be taking, what exercises I should be doing. Absolutely didn't do jack shit for me that I couldn't have just done on my own. And that was extremely frustrating because that was a decade of my life. Fast forward to when Dr. Matt reaches out and DMs me and says, I would love to sit down and talk with you about your health and see what we can do to help you. And one, I'd never had anybody reach out to say, I just want to help in the healthcare space because you get it a lot in 
fitness and business and, yeah. and whatever. But in the healthcare space, I've never seen a doctor ever reach out to me and say, I hit home with your story and I just want to help. Second part of this story, for those that do know, I love to read. So not only did he reach out to me and set this meeting with me, he brought me a book on the first day. Which I had never done. Which I, <laughs> now I know that he's never done that. And immediately, this is one of the pieces of advice I want to give to other people is go above and beyond to catch people's attention and their eye because you never know what it could lead to. I don't even think he knew my obsession with reading then, but he brought me this book, but that immediately validated him to me. And was like, this is some, somebody I want to invest my time into. So I'd love to hear yeah. you moved here and started a completely new career and going a different path. That's scary as hell. Yeah. On top of you have no friends yeah. because you don't know where you're. <laughs> he still has no friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got it. Except for you. Okay, so, wait a minute. <laughs> but yeah, no friends, no business really. And what inspired you to just get on Instagram and and start reaching out to people and run through what that felt like in the beginning? Because yeah. I know how anxiety inducing it is. Yeah. So I started with, and I'm not shy saying this because I think other people can relate to, but I started with. $2,000 in my bank account. And that $2,000 was actually a loan from a family member who was seeing me spin my wheels. I actually went back to waiting tables to make some quick money. And I left out that I had a doctorate degree, of course, because I knew they wouldn't hire me. So waiting tables, spinning my wheels, come here with $2,000 and I had to get resourceful. So I'm thinking anything and everything I can do because I only have $2,000 to live off of. Instagram, I wasn't familiar with. I was the last of all my friends to get to it. And I think an ex-girlfriend was the first one that actually had got me on there in grad school after everyone else had had one and I never used it. But now it's like, it's, it's for my well-being. It's to be able to buy my groceries to pay my rent. So I'm willing to do anything. So I got on there, I was posting things and it's funny. I actually took one of my original posts, one of my very first posts and I screenshotted it and I used it at a talk that I just gave at a chiropractic school to show, just do it. Don't let the analysis paralysis keep you down. And it was such a bad post in so my bad. eyes now, <laughs> but I was doing it. And that's the most important thing is just doing it. Give yourself permission to fail and just fail. Just do it because then you can have people along the way that come and clean it up. So for me, it was like that. It was no choice of just let's get on here. Let's do it. And I remember seeing your story. Actually, it was a story that you had made saying, I quit my job. I moved to Austin. This is what I'm doing. And you were in kind of a bad situation. And I'm like, oh, he's got the same story as me. And I was laying on the floor in my bedroom at the time, just kind of hanging out and liking different people's pictures to try to connect with people on Instagram. And you're one of them that came up in Austin. So I messaged you, yeah, like, hey, you want to get coffee? And I don't think I had actually even messaged you anything about health. But I remember thinking and saying to, I told my office manager at the time, I'm going to change this guy's life. He doesn't know it yet, but I'm going to change this guy's life. And from just purely a place of wanting to help you, I reached into my closet and I got a book that had changed the course of the way I thought about things. Similarly, also having an autoimmune disease, having previously now, now currently gone into remission, but at the time, this was something that it was not all about autoimmune health. And I remember bringing that to you and I didn't want anything in return at all. I just purely wanted to give you that. And 
I wanted to help you through the lens that I knew, which was chiropractic. And I knew without a doubt that I could help you, but I wasn't about to go in and say, hey, you come into my business, come pay me. So uh, I, I knew I had to figure something out uh, how to get your attention to be able to uh, at least introduce you to what chiropractic was. That's awesome. And what you did that was amazing for me was you did just that. You changed my lens of like what health should be like. I've always been in health and wellness. I played sports, but it was more so of the feeling. The chiropractic teaches you like to feel your body and feel more of what you're doing. Because when you go to a normal doctor, they're like, what's wrong? They're not like, well, what did you do this week that led to this, that has your back tight like this or this feels like this from stress you're having here. And it completely flipped my world upside down of a lot of what I'm going through has nothing to do with a physical side of things and more so to do with a mental yep. side of, okay, there's some things that I need to work through in my mind. I've read that book. Who was it by? Something Meyer? Amy uh, Meyer. She's Myers, here yeah. in Austin, actually. It was the autoimmune solution. And for anyone out there listening, that was a book that I had an influence on my own health. I I found, you know, little pieces, I'd say with anything, take little pieces and kind of make your own and pave your own path. But that was one of the influences until I started to get more personalized testing done. That was a, like a broad place to start. And it it led me to a good And that's what it did for me is because, so I, I read the book and my takeaway from it was I thought I was taking care of myself by eating clean. That's what the word is. Oh, I eat clean, right? Um, I work out and I eat clean, so I'm healthy. It was a terrible fucking mindset. Like that was my mindset. I'm an athlete, never got massages. I never got chiropractic. I never worked with a PT. I never did these things to optimize my health. But in my head, the ego was like, yeah, I'm healthy. I'm, I'm fine, right? So Matt, what he did for me was break down that even though on a general scale, you are pretty healthy, you still have a lot of work to do. And that was a huge ego hit to me where it was like, fuck, I need to do blood work. I need to do this. I need to take some of these supplements and just try to get better and better and better. And luckily today I am a lot, I'm a lot further along than I was. But one of the things that I would love to teach on that he did really well was the whole thing where you said, I didn't expect anything. And I was having a conversation with two other people the other day about they're in college right now. And they're like, well, should we really give away free stuff? How do we know what to do for free and what not to do for free? And that's where I was just like, it's not for free. You didn't randomly reach out to me. You saw an opportunity to provide value and you were focused on the value, which then the value gets returned at some capacity. So I still remember clear as day when I go into your office you start helping me out and you're like, look, I'll do this for you for three months for free. And in my mind, I was like, no, I can't do that. Like here, give me a, a discount, whatever it is, because I knew that this was going to be a long-term relationship and a long-term play. But I also knew that you were just starting. So in my head, I'm like, okay, if he's just starting an entrepreneurship, I've been in this game for a year I have a little bit of cash. Here's some cash because I know that's going to help you help somebody else. And you earn that from me because you brought me that book and took some of your time. And that's what people don't understand is like that one free coffee led to this other thing that you couldn't really see that was behind the door. Um, And that's how you won me from that other end of the table. I was so grateful. And you knew without me saying because you've been through it yourself, but you have no idea how much that 
X amount of dollars, whatever it was, meant to me. Because at the time I was like, how do I pay for my groceries, honestly? So having that come in, like, oh, it's like I could breathe easier. And it took so much stress off of me. And you created a fan in me from that thing right there to where now I wanted to help you even more with anything because you valued not only what I was doing and you showed me that by giving me some cash, which you knew that I needed without me even saying it, that meant the world to me. That meant so much to me. So I knew I could trust you long-term and that's for me the second where, okay, this isn't a short-term thing. This guy will be a lifelong friend and a long-term connection. And that's, oh man, that's, that's so good. The more of those you can rack up in your business, the better your business is going to do. And the cool thing is I got to that whole thing because I live by an equation. Exposure equals opportunity equals currency. And you can switch the currency to whatever it is. So in that immediate time frame, the currency I needed was I needed someone to help me with my health. Mm-hmm. And the currency you needed was cash. So yep. I was cash positive, but health negative. And you were health positive, cash negative. So I'm an engineer, I'm super analytical. And this is where I break every single decision I make down into, is this person's currency, what they need from me? Can I provide that? And then what they are willing to give, can they provide that for me? So anybody that's listening, if you're trying to start a business idea or you're in school right now, and even just trying to find a good project partner for yourself, ask what currency, and you have to reduce your ego and ask, what are you really looking for? Because I knew that you needed money. And it was like, I can't do this for free for somebody that I've been in your shoes. I know what it's like to need cash. So fast forward, we're working with each other and math gets integrated in our community. I want to run through the story of how the hell did you go from, I need fucking cash from anybody. <laughs> and now you have a growing team. You have your own office, go back a couple years. And what was the turning point for you? Because I think a lot of people they're in the position that you were in and they don't wait long enough to just break through that door. And here's a good analogy for that. Water freezes at 32 degrees. So I heard this from some podcast the other day. So when the temperature is 25, 26, 27, 28, the ice stays the same. So in business, you could be working your ass off, but it's still 25, 26, 27, 28 degrees, but you don't hit the water until 32. So a one degree fucking difference Mm -hmm. can mean everything. I love that. And what was that in your life? Because in your head, you're just like, I'm on Instagram. I'm meeting with a couple people. My bank account is still hurting really mm-hmm. badly. And that causes you to want to veer off that path of giving value and wanting to cheat a little bit, but you didn't cheat. So where in that process for you, can you remember and kind of give advice to people out there? Because there's so many people that struggle with this, including myself in the current moment of the Corona crisis. Yeah. Um, what was that for you? Oof. I love that question. And CJ, that was the hardest thing in the world. Let me tell you that. And it's something I've never been asked too, that how did you keep your course without maybe deterring or in my mind, selling out is the word I would say, because it could have been so easy to say, I need extra income. I'm going to sell supplements on the side. And there's nothing wrong with that. And for the people, if we end up getting into this, we are in our office or strictly chiropractic, we stay in our lane with that. And we're really good at that. And that's what has actually made us so different. But the one thing I, I think more than anything that kept me my course, one, finding a mentor, 
who kept me honest with myself and finding friends. You're one of them that kept me honest with myself. And I'm, I remember some of the hardest times through the process. You were one of the people I called. Uh, one of the nights I'll never forget was at Whole Foods. We shut the place down with the last ones there, eating from the Whole Foods hot bar. And it is, it's funny, the problems, we always have problems. They're just different throughout life. But one of them then, I'm like, I feel like I'm just doing the same things. And I remember telling you that day, I'm like, CJ, I have my process. I'm doing every morning these exact same things. And I'm getting kind of worn out on it. And you're like, dude, the only thing in my routine that I do is like, I wake up in a good mood. Or you told me something like that. I'll never forget this. that. You gave me that permission to allow myself to have variation day by day to where I love and I enjoy. So now I have a few different things that I can still do. I'm in the morning and not on my phone, but whether it is reading a book or going on a walk or doing Duolingo on my phone or making a phone call or just sitting there in silence, then that's what I'll do. I'll watch an inspirational video on YouTube or listening to an audio book like that. I give myself some flexibility, but I'd say to back to that question really before we get off track is just finding a tribe of people that can keep you committed to what you're doing and keep that process there. You were one of the biggest in the beginning for me too that kept me process oriented instead of setting one goal or benchmark like make X amount of money, which is more where my mind was honestly in the beginning. And you were like, no, create these systems that you're doing and just keep doing them and doing them and doing them. And I was waiting for that one degree and it feels like it was overnight, honestly, that that one degree change happened. And when it hit, instead of taking home that money, I made a phone call. The phone call was to the guy sitting to my right here. That's awesome. It's March of 2020. When was that phone call? That was exactly, so you came Summer of 2018. Yep. So you almost been here two years already. So I came out here the winter of 2018, uh, November. So almost a year and a half. He mirrored me. I was exactly to the day. I think we were like two days off of when we started our practice. I was in October. He was in October, very end of October. So Mm -hmm. I was eight months into practice, not even seven months when I called you. This is such a good topic. You're only eight months in when you made this phone call. So it, Scott didn't know this. I was barely just starting to be like, oh, okay, I've got a little more money to, now I can stop printing out these paper flyers or going business to business, which I was. I was shaking people's hands back when you could shake hands (laughs) (laughs) and going business to business. And I was doing all the free little things and just like trying to be human. And then my course changed more toward online and doing it in a young and fun way. But yeah, I was eight months in when I made the phone call. And yeah, so I don't know if, if that makes him crazier or me crazier. That's, <laughs> the, that's the best part of the crazy. story. And yeah. that's where like I asked like how long that was because two things here. One, I remember that conversation like it was yesterday because you were coming to me because again, in your in your world, you have this preconceived notion of what chiropractic is or has to be. And I remember the conversation of people are telling me like, I need to create this strict, this is what I do every day and set my goals and have my journal and whatever. And I was just like, that's not entrepreneurship. People become entrepreneurs to do whatever the fuck they want. Like, and your goals are different. Our processes are all different. Everybody has different processes in their life, but the goal should ultimately be to be happy and be fun. And that's where just reminding you of that. And to that piece of advice, you want to be around people that 
remind you of why you started. Yep. That's always my goal is to remind people why they started. You didn't start chiropractic to make money. You started because you wanted to change people's lives. Yep. Now, if that gets stale, then we have a whole other problem. But I knew that that wasn't the case with you. So the advice came from, okay, you need to just change up your day to day and realize that like, make this fun again. But then two, eight months, dude, like <laughs> how long was chiropractic school? Three years, well, three and, three and, a, and half, a half, three, but I, yeah. we bolted in three. And then yeah. before that, how long was gra- undergrad? Four. Four years. So seven fucking years you were willing to go without money, but yeah. then as soon as you get um, into opposite, business- Like less money. I'm yeah, yeah. You're taking you're, out loans. You're, yeah. Yeah. Seven yeah. years to, negative, to go yeah. in debt. Well, this yeah. is the Very thing. Negative. Like when you start a business, you still have to pay tuition. Yeah. So your tuition right now is Scott. Yep. And this is where I want to flip the script. Has that tuition paid off? Well, oh. hell yes. But Ooh. I want to I want to yeah. go into you. <laughs> when yeah. you first came here, mm-hmm. what the hell did you see? It was a little ass office <laughs> with no, you had nothing. It was nothing. And Dude. what the fuck made you crazy enough to believe in somebody and in a mission that nobody else could really see? I'm curious to hear this too. Yeah, well, I've never asked him that. Yeah, because honestly, it's kind of what we talk about all the time. With whenever we bring in a new patient, we want to be able to blow them away with the experience because they could go to any chiropractic office and hopefully get adjusted. What makes us different? And honestly, what makes us different is ourselves. And so when I flew out here to see the, see Austin one, obviously I fell in love with Austin. It's amazing here. You know, I was 25, no wife, no kids. Like it's perfect. Now I'm 27, no wife, no kids. (laughs) Still perfect. (laughs) Uh, But when I came down here, I saw the office and it was absolute garbage. I saw the systems. It was absolute garbage, but I saw his eyes and just be like, dude, this is going to be so sick. Listen to this. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this. And I just liked the freedom to create the freedom to have no rules and the freedom be so different and against the grain that I was like, man, I have no wife, no kids. Like this is my time to do something crazy. I was like, I got to do it. This is the time to do something crazy. And, you know, I just came down like I said before, you know, a couple of weeks in, I was like, holy crap, like what did I just get myself into? But one of my favorite affirmations too, and again, I always go back to my mentor who gave me 108 affirmations. Some of them I created myself and I just repeat them over and over again is I release all responsibility for manifesting this miracle and remain active and doing whatever needs to be done. So basically the miracle would be to create an amazing office, create an amazing experience and help tons of people. What do I have to do? I just got to do all these different steps over and over and over again without thinking about the outcome. Just do them and eventually it will, it will happen. And then we took that same mentality for growing the business and applied it to each and every patient. So all these people coming in with sickness or some sort of issue, rather than just being like, man, okay, I just need to fix this issue. I just need to fix this issue. I just like focus all entirely on the issue. Instead, we take a step back and say, what can we do to help this person? Yep. And let's focus on that. So we do whatever we can to help the person, detach ourselves from the outcome, and every time they get better or they get to a point where they now have the mentality of what do they need to do to get better. He's given away a lot of our secret sauce yeah, I know, to all right? you guys <laughs> listening out there. Take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah but that helping the sauce. person. No, yeah. but that's good. Focus it's not on secret. People yeah, yeah, need to it, know this. Yeah, it's keep it stupid simple. Yeah. <laughs> and we send as many referrals out, like what Scott oh, yeah. just said, than we keep in our office. We're a connector for people. Mm-hmm. We're the master craft of ours, master students. We're not masters, but always becoming that or learning to be better at that. 
and then finding the right place for people. And that's something that he just said that I thought was money. To sum that up, like it's just an overall detachment from ego, because if you're saying these affirmations, you believe you can continuously get better and continuously learn. Otherwise you wouldn't be saying them because the hardest thing to do is to do the monotonous things that we need to do to get what we want. If you want to change people's lives, a lot of that comes with, okay, I have some admin work that I have to do, right? And I still remember Matt, like working with you in the beginning of like hiring and firing people. It was just like, when you hire the right person and you define what that right person looks like, it becomes a lot easier than just hiring anybody because then you have to let that person go and then you're back to square one. But if you don't know who that person is, if you've never affirmed in your own head, what does it look like that I'm gonna have to do? I need to understand what this is gonna look like and what I'm gonna need to do and then eventually I get what I want. But I, you lit and up, so I want yeah, you to talk. <laughs> I, I forgot how much of an influence you had on my business. I almost hired a family member to run my front desk office. And you said, <laughs> no way, don't do it. And I, I forgot this until you're sitting down here now, but you're so right in that defining what it is that you even want instead of just taking one, the easier choice that comes along, it's harder to be patient and to find the right fit. But now that we've defined our right and we have so much more clarity now than we ever have, but it's taken so long also for it to come and for the brand to evolve and to grow. And it has. And the brand is not just me anymore. Scott's just a part of it as I am. And so is Simona, the face of our practice, the first person you see when you walk in and our other people in the office also that we're hiring on. Same thing. They're just as much. It's a team. And together we do so much more. And as we continue to grow, same thing, it will be slow. It will be sustainable growth. That's something in the beginning. I think you helped me with, again, CJ was slowing me down yes. to be patient enough to allow it to develop. Same with my mentor here in town, Brian Eisenberg. So much of it, I was wanting to do everything. And you know, it took me to the point where I finally brought back the ropes on trying to do all these other things outside of the office and just focus so clearly on where we wanted to be. And it was painful. But when I did it, whew, you see Man, what you see today. See, coming into the, the grand opening and just seeing the fruit, like that, yeah. that's another thing. The easiest concept I have to teach and to believe in myself, and I just opened this office, so that's where I'm reaffirming it to myself, is when you put a seed in the ground, like how long does it take to grow until it gives you apples? Like yep. so long, it doesn't give you the apples, you gotta keep watering it, you gotta keep putting fertilizer in the store, you gotta keep doing all these things that you need to do every single day, yep. and then one day, magic, right? So for walking into your office and seeing that, on that grand opening compared to when I first walked into that first office that you had, the coolest thing for me was I knew that this was going to happen. Like I could see it. When you're a coach like I am and you sit around people, my gut tells me who has it and who doesn't. Who's going to be at this next stage a couple of years down the line and who's not? And I already knew that you had it again because the book was a sign. Like you showed up with a book, you provided the value straightforward, high integrity, willing to learn, coachable. You had all the signs, been through trauma. You already had it. So in my head, it was just, 
okay, if you could just slow down and see that, okay, you invested seven years into school. Well, now yeah. you're going to have to invest seven years into growing a business. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to do that, you're not going to be successful. If you're not in this for the right reasons, you're not going to be successful. And unfortunately, we got to get to wrapping up. I would talk to you guys mm -hmm. all fucking day. Uh, <laughs> that's the coolest thing. But I'd love to give you guys a final piece in who are your target customers? Like anybody that's sitting out there right now, whether it's Scott, because you have two chiropractors, I'm sure your mm -hmm. client base looks a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I got five minutes exactly. If you could just do one minute each on someone sitting out there right now, why should they come to you? So I'll start with you, Scott. Yeah, so one of the big mistakes a lot of chiropractors make, and they, they say their ideal customer is anyone with a spine and a pulse. Um, <laughs> because yes, we can help everyone, but we help people that really you know, ignite our fire. So I'd say my ideal, and I think it's similar to yeah, uh, Matt, is that yeah. um, our ideal client or patient is really someone that truly wants to get better, wants to be healthier, wants to level up, whether they're in pain or they're not in pain. Um, this is especially true to a lot of millennials, a lot of people in their 20s, 30s, even young 40s that just want to be healthier so they can perform better and so they can recover better so that way they ultimately live a better quality life. Yeah, and I'll, I completely agree, 100% agree. And to just add a little more to it, I think, mm -hmm. also for me, having a journey that I had such a health struggle in CJ, you know that it's online, other places that people want to look it up. But hope was one thing that I think we all are a little short on here and there. That's something that I welcome freely into our office as people that are looking for hope. And if it's not, so good, you know, it doesn't have to be me that's giving them maybe what they need, but I can help them. And I have so many resources and I have the knowledge of seven years that even if it's not me, I want to help them and I have hope for them and I want to let them believe that there's still a chance before anything else. We're the hope dealers, not the dope dealers. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because that, that's yeah. perfect for like right now with, with Corona. And the yeah. reason that I brought you yeah. guys on, I kind of pivoted my guest list because I wanted to bring two of the guys that I believe in for health the most. And it had nothing mm -hmm. to do with chiropractic, but you guys just from top to bottom promote a healthy lifestyle for the individual. It looks different for everybody and you guys allow that. If you walk into your office, it's per the individual and I mean, I'm, I'm in the scene, in the thick of it, and nobody does it as, as well as you guys. You allow people to be themselves by being yourselves and that's where, Scott, you hit it, the nail on the head with the ideal customer. It's just people that want to progress and you don't define that progression. And we're not talking person. them into it at all. We're yeah. never talking. We're never. leading with value and education. And that's where the, something like content marketing comes yeah. in, right? As to what you do. And when someone has a light bulb go off in their head and might think, hey, this might be the guy, then that's exactly, Scott said it perfectly. And with what you said, CJ, we, we live it. We live the healthy lifestyle. Yeah. We live a life where we work 30 hours a week in the office so that outside of the office, we're taking care of our own health. We're seeing chiropractors ourselves, uh, acupuncture, massage, personal trainer, PT, functional medicine doctor, whatever it is, we're doing all these things. Uh, Ocean Lab. Yeah, health yeah. is wealth, baby. Health yeah, and is wealth. You, and that hope comes full circle because that's what you did for me in the beginning. I was getting to the end of what can I do to fix my stomach? And you started basically unraveling 
you know what, maybe you shouldn't just be looking at your stomach. You should be looking at your hip and your sho- how your shoulders messed up and what you're doing for workouts. And I mean, after you, dude, I completely switched my regimen. I do a lot more body weight. I can literally, t- I can put my hands under my feet now when I stretch. Like, <laughs> you're a strong dude. It's, yeah, it's, it's been a whole game changer the past two years. Unfortunately, we don't get to hang out as much as we used to, which mm-hmm. tends to happen when you, your businesses start to grow. But that doesn't mean that the relationship isn't as strong. And again, I just wanted to thank you guys for hopping on here. In 10 seconds, where can people reach you at? So Matt, yeah, on Instagram, Dr. Matt Delgado, and uh, collectively both of us, Lifespring Chiropractic on YouTube. Yep, and then Dr. Scott Mitchell on uh, on Instagram, or just come by the office, 2612 South Lamar Boulevard. Come on by and just stay a while. There you go. You're going to end up staying a while because it's super good vibes in the <laughs> office. So hit these guys up. They're more than willing to connect and help you with whatever you're struggling with. Yeah. Again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for coming on and sharing your knowledge. It's been such a cool experience for me to see it come full circle. And now that you guys are sitting in, in my office with the words, fuel your passion. Yeah, it's a beautiful place guys. too. I love it. I love um, what you've done. But again, thank you guys for listening. Hope everybody's staying safe and sound. And hopefully this uh, coronavirus ends faster rather than later. Um, yeah. So yeah. Thank you guys so much. This is Steve Finley with the Thrive on Life podcast. Until next time, thrive on.